you, you know, he, he, professed, he professed faith in the Lord, but there's no practice. There's no, he said, you know what, I, I do. I do need the Lord in my life. And so we had a conversation about that. And, and, and then I did something that I think, think um, kind of shocked D. Right there, right there in my driveway. It was my driveway, okay? I mean, so, so I said, so D, so D, how can I pray for you? What can I pray for you about right now? And he told me a couple of things that he, that he wanted me to pray. He didn't know what was coming. And, and then, you know, I, I laid my hands right on big old D. And I mean, D was, D was big. I laid my hands right on D and started praying for D right there. And um, y- y- you know what? He, he left with a smile on his face, and he says, you never know who you're going to meet. And out my driveway, my, tr- my red truck left. And um, so anyway, anybody else? Anybody else with a story? All right. Well, at least you're smiling today. You don't have the look you had the very first time I asked you that. Turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 4. I, I think it's very interesting that we've been making this journey through Acts, and today we happen to be here, and we're going to talk about uh, what we're going to um, what we're going to talk about. And and praise the Lord, uh, praise the Lord. Did did you hear He's risen? Did you hear He's risen? And and you know we 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 celebrate Easter. We celebrate now. Let me tell you what's happened. Okay, just just here recently. Let me tell you what's happened. I'm not talking about here at Mission Community Church because there's been plenty that's happened here. But but you know what? You you can learn about that by just keep coming back. Okay, you'll learn about all that. But let me tell you what's happened. Okay, so so they took Jesus, um, fully man, fully God. And, and God's plan played out through those lawless hands, and they took him, and they, and they beat him, and then they nailed him to a cruel, rugged cross. They nailed him to that cross, and he, and he died upon that cross. And, and you know why he died? He died for you. He died for me. You know, my sins, your sins, all of our sins put him on that cross. Put him on that cross. We all had something to do with that. Whether we were there then or not, we all had something to do with it, our sin nature. And, and so they put him on that cross. He died on that cross. And then Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate if he could have the body. He took the body to a tomb that he owned. And, and he put Jesus in that tomb. And you know, the ladies, the ladies, we talk about the ladies coming on the morning of the resurrection, but the ladies were actually sitting across from the tomb when they took the body in. And when they rolled the, when they rolled the stone in front of it. And you know, they put guards there because they thought, they thought that surely somebody might come to try to steal the body and make it look like he, maybe he rose or anything like that. So all of these different things were put into place. But that... But that grave could not hold him. That tomb could not hold him. That stone could not keep him from rising from the dead. You see, you see, everybody that was everybody that was there when when all when he went to the cross and he died, there was somebody that there were some in their in their mix that were probably relieved that Jesus was gone. They were glad. That it, was, that it was finally over as far as Jesus was concerned. But God was not done. God was not done. And Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus rose from the grave. And then, he, and then he spent about 40 more days here on the earth. 40 more days seen by many different people. 
And then he ascended into the clouds. He ascended into the clouds, and you know what happened. He ascended into the clouds. The Holy Spirit ascended down on, t- on top of those uh, disciples. And you know what happened from there. And, it's, and it ha- it's still going on today. It's still going on today. The Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is still doing a work, doing a work in our lives, doing a work in our churches, doing a work in this world, doing a work to save the lives of people. God is in the business of saving lives. And He made a way, and, it, and the way he, he made was through Jesus. Well, that's what Peter that's what Peter, in a, in a roundabout way, that's what Peter had just preached about. Peter standing on Solomon's portico, Solomon's porch. He had just preached a message after the lame man had been healed. Well, you know what? I want to tell you this. You preach Jesus long enough. You preach Jesus in enough places. You witness about Jesus in enough places. And you just never know who's going to hear. You just never know who's going to hear the message. And those that, and those that we're going to read about right now, they were a different kind of crowd. So let's talk about it. Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which is rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved." Go with me to Matthew 10 for a second. Go with me to Matthew 10 because you know what? When they killed Jesus on the cross, they thought it was over. And as I said a moment ago, some were relieved by that. But let, let me share this. Matthew 10 verse 28 says, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Folks, may we not, may we, they thought that it was over with Jesus. They, they said that chapter is closed. That is over. We will not have to worry about this again. And then Jesus rose from the dead, seen by all of those people, continued to preach about the kingdom of God and teach about the kingdom of God. And now here the disciples are, imagine this teaching about Jesus, 
teaching about the resurrected king, teaching about the one. And they're saying, really? They're saying, are we hearing the same message again? Are we seeing these same things again? And when you, when you look at this crowd, when you look at this group, because again, they're at the temple, they're at that religious place there in Jerusalem, okay? And there are, they, they've got a hierarchy, they've got a hierarchy. See, here's, here's something to realize. You never know where the persecution is going to come from. You never know where your trouble is going to come from. You would not think that the trouble would come from the religious crowd, but, oh yes, it did. Now, where the Pharisees were an enemy of Jesus, I want you to understand a change is getting ready to occur because the Pharisees, the enemy of Jesus, really became a friend of the church. But there's another group that's on the horizon. And, 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 we're gonna, and we see it right here. We see the priests, we see the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. So let me, t- let me tell you just a little bit. You, you've known about the priest, you've seen the priest. The captain of the temple is one that oversees the temple, kind of sets, sets the guard at the temple, keeps those out that aren't supposed to come in. Remember the lame man? Remember the lame man? He was considered unclean because, because of his... Um, because of him being lame. So he wasn't, he wasn't welcomed in. Then he got healed. Guess what? Guess what? Got healed by Jesus. And the next thing you know, he's coming into the temple. Okay, so the captain of the temple. And then you've got the Sadducees who are also overseeing the temple. They, they're, in some ways, they're self-proclaimed. Okay, I'm just going to say that. They're self-proclaimed. Um, they, they come, they, they, they tie themselves to the lineage of Solomon's priest named Zedek named Zedek. They, they tie themselves to him. And see, the Sadducees had a problem. They only believed in the Pentateuch. They only believed in the Pentateuch. Those first five books of the Bible, okay, that were in Greek, that's all they believed. And since it did not speak about an afterlife, they didn't believe in an afterlife. They didn't believe that there was life after death. This religious crowd this religious crowd, this, this crowd of Jews, they did not believe that there, was, that there was an afterlife. So when you spoke about the resurrection, you were speaking about something that they totally did not agree with, did not believe in. You kind of get in the picture here? Now, they, they, also, they also attributed a, a name to this group of people. They called them aristocrats. They called them aristocrats. In, in other words, they, they were the educated. They were the wealthy. They, they, had, all, they, they had all of it. And, 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 by, the, and by the way, you, you know, it was their job to, to push the poor back. It was their job. that This was, this was the group of people that we're talking about. In other, in other words, in, in other words um, if you... If you if you wanted to know it, I guess you could go to these people and they would let you know that they knew it. Okay, so, so that's, the, that's the crowd of people that we're talking about that, by the way, have heard the preaching, have heard the preached word of the Lord, and, and now, and now they've got, they feel like they've got to do something about it. They feel, they feel like they've got a problem that they've got to deal with. And they said, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. 
what, what, they were te- what Peter and John were there preaching and teaching, they absolutely did not believe in. And they, were, and, and, they, and they were going to do everything they could to put it away. And just as they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him, they laid hands on Peter and John. They took them as well. And again, folks, we don't know where our persecution will come from. We don't know who. We don't know who. We simply, we simply cannot worry about that. We cannot, let that, we cannot let that stop the message of the gospel going forth. In fact, when the heat gets turned up, I say speak louder. When the heat gets turned up, speak louder. Tell them about Jesus. Because just as many have done, you know, the platform might change. The platform might change. But keep telling them about Jesus. Keep telling them about life in the Lord. And look at what it says in verse 4. However, many of those who heard the word believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. Now, let's go there for a second. And the number of men in the church came to about 5,000. What's happening in the church today? What's happening in the church today? All right, I'm going to just say it. Where the men won't, women will. So ladies, thank you. Thank you for what thank you for what you are doing. I'm not here to pick on I happen to be one. Okay, I happen to be one. But you know men, we we have not we have not been Carrying our load. Now, I'm not saying that about everybody. But I'm saying that men have not been carrying this load for some reason. And we need to understand. You, you know what? It's, it's not. Think about the day they were in here. Think about the day they were in here. Okay? And, 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 and let me share. It was not easy to become a Christian back then. It's, it might be easier now. Because, because there's not a whole lot of persecution around here. In fact, there's little to no persecution around here where we live. I would hate to see, I would hate to see what would happen if persecution came. But we need to understand, you, you know what? You want to see, you, you see a family change? You let dad come to the Lord. You let dad come to the Lord and lead his household the way he's supposed to lead his household. You, you want to see, you, you see um, the church change? Let men lead the way they're supposed to lead in the church. And take on the responsibilities that men are supposed to take on. This world could be changed by men taking their responsibilities seriously. And following, and following the Lord. So many times, so many times I talk to people and the same testimony that D gave me, others give me. About, about, no, about, about no desire to really, to really pour it out for the Lord. To really give their lives for the Lord. And, and I don't think... 
in any way, shape, or form that it's a less manly thing to follow God. I think, I think, that, I think, real, I think real men who really understand the call, who really understand the work, who really understand the task, follow God. And follow and follow with everything we got. Follow with everything we got. We give it all to the Lord. And you know what? When the word gets preached, when the word gets preached, guess what? People get saved. When the truth, when the truth is proclaimed, people get saved. People get saved. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers, look at, look at all of them, here, here, here they come. The rulers, the elders, the scribes, Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, as many as were the family of the high priest were gathered together in Jerusalem. Can you see that? Can you picture that group? Can you picture that? Can you, can you um, I've gone and done some things recently. I've gone and done some things recently that I, I told my wife as I was walking out the door, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be fun. But this needs to be done. And, and, and you know what? Now, I'm pretty certain that Peter and John um, came to the meeting with little choice in whether or not they would attend. You know, in fact, in fact, they were probably brought to the meeting. They were probably um, they were probably even given an assigned seat, and um, you can you can picture that. And when they had set them, you see how that see how that reads. When they had set them in the midst, they asked, "By what power or by what name have you done this?" They're still they're still hung up on this lame man. Okay. They're still hung up on this lame man. Now, a lot's happened. A lot's happened since the lame man got healed, okay? A lot's happened. Peter has, Peter has preached. Peter has preached. Men, men and probably many others have gotten saved. People have gotten saved. And, and now, and now the, 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 uh, elevated crowd, I'll call them that for a second. Those, those rulers, those, those educated ones, those... And, and I'm not picking on education. Don't get me wrong. I'm not picking on that. But, but some people are too smart for their own good. Some people, some people um, have learned themselves right away from Jesus. They've learned themselves right away from the Lord. Okay? And education... education <laughs> Shouldn't do that. So, and look at what Peter did. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I want you to understand something. The, whole, the same Holy Spirit that's filling Peter right here is the same Holy Spirit that came to dwell within each one of us when we became a believer. The same Holy Spirit that fills us over and over and over again. The same Holy Spirit that could give you the power, that could give you all that you need to, to carry it forth and to do whatever the Lord has for you to do. That's the same Holy Spirit that we're talking about right here. Okay? It says, Peter... Filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, 
He's very polite in his, in, in his acknowledgement. Rulers of the people and elders of Israel. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known. Let it be known to you all, to every one of you. Again, Peter and John did not take credit for any of this. They did not take credit for any of this. This was all the Lord and the Lord alone. And to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus. That name. That name is victory. Is victory. There's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. Almost makes me want to sing. That by the name of Jesus Christ. You don't want me to. That by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whom you crucified. Whom you crucified. He's not going to let them off the hook. He is absolutely not going to let them off the hook. He's going to tell them the truth. He's going to tell them the truth that whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, he was dead, and now he is alive. And now he is alive. By him, this man stands here before you whole. That was not what they wanted to hear. That was not what... They were interested in hearing. And then, they, and then they refer back, this verse, you find it in, in, a, in a few different places. It's the first place you see it is in Psalm 118. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Now, let, let, let me, let me kind of try to share the metaphor here. So if you, if you think about a building, if you think about its foundation... The foundation, without a good foundation, without a good foundation, um, the building will not stand. Okay? And, and, so they, and so they choose the best of the stone. They choose the best of the stone to um, put that foundation together. And there is one particular stone that is the chief cornerstone by which everything is squared. By which everything is squared and 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 and, and upon which and upon which it, it it gains its greatest strength and all of those things. Well, that stone which was rejected, that stone which would have been thrown away, that stone which would have never even made it to the foundation, not only made it to the foundation, but is the but but becomes the cornerstone, and, and Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one, and, and, it all, and it all hinges on Jesus. It is all because of what Jesus has done for each of us that gives us the opportunity, that gives us the opportunity for life. Everything that we are, everything that we can do is all because of Jesus. It's all because of what He has done, what He has done for us. And I tell you, if you're sitting here this morning, if you're sitting here this morning and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you don't know Him as the Lord of your life, then, 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 then I tell you, there is, no, there is no greater decision to make than to make a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. And to, and to understand our sin and our need to deal with our sin. You, you know, there's, there are religions galore out there. There are religions galore out there. And you know what? You know what most of them don't deal with? You know what most of them don't touch? Most of them don't touch sin. 
They do nothing, and, 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 and you, you might get the impression that there's something out there that touches sin, but, but I tell you this, there's only one way. There's only one way for our sin to be forgiven. There's only one way for our sin to be put away. There's only one way for us to have a, a clear path back to God, and that is through Jesus Christ and through Christ alone for what He has done. Christ is that chief cornerstone. He is the one that we go through to get to the Father. We go through him to get to the Father. And because of that, and what does it say in 12? Nor is there salvation in any other. No matter what you hear, no matter what people say, no matter what people try to do. And, and keep in mind, and keep in mind, just like Matthew told us, you, you know what? There are people that can kill the body. There are people that can kill the body, and we should not fear that. We should not fear those that can kill the body. The one that we should fear, the one that we should have reverence for, the one that we should have awe for, is the one, is the one that can, that can, and, and you know, here's the thing I want you to try to understand. People ask, why would a loving God send people to hell? Why would a loving God send people to hell? And people struggle with that. Non-believers struggle with it in a huge way. But here's the thing. We have free will. We have a choice. We have a choice to make. Every single person has to make that choice. Every single person. You know what's going on downstairs right now? Downstairs, our children are being taught. Downstairs, our children, from the youngest, from the youngest to the oldest that are downstairs. And everybody else is up here. And, and, and you know what? People need to be hearing about Jesus. People need to be hearing about giving their lives to Jesus and, and, and confessing their sin and dealing with their sin problem and giving their lives to the Lord and then living for the Lord the rest of their days. Living for the Lord the rest of their days. I don't read that part that says I can take a break. I don't read that part that says, that says I've done enough. I don't read that part that says I can retire. Somebody said to me just this morning, and you thought you were retired. And, and, and here's the thing. I don't, I don't see that in his word. I don't see that in his word, that, that, that we would take advantage of every breath we have, of every breath we have, to make Jesus famous, to make Jesus known. Now, he doesn't need me to make him famous, okay? He doesn't need me to proclaim, his, proclaim him as king. He doesn't need me to proclaim him as savior. But you know what? I sure want to do that. I sure want to do that because of what he's done, because of what he's done in my life. And what, he's, and what he's doing, and what he's doing in the lives of people. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. By which we must be saved. Everyone, everyone needs the Lord. Everyone needs the Lord. And 
Sure. People choose one way or the other. They choose to follow the Lord. They choose to become a believer in the Lord, or they choose not to. And because of that choice not to, because of that rejection, because of no choice, because of whatever you want to call it, then they have chosen hell. They have chosen hell. And it's at that point, you know, there will be, we were talking about it Wednesday night. We were talking about the end. We were talking about what the end's going to look like. What's the, what's the chronology of the end? We, you know, we all try to figure that out. That's a real good discussion to have. None of us really know exactly what it's going to look like other than what the Word of the Lord says. And, and, but, but you know what? It's, it's a good discussion to have talking about, talking about the judgment that will come at the end. But I'm going to tell you what, that's going to be a, that great white throne judgment. That's the point where if your name is in the book of life versus if your name is not in the book of life. Okay? That, that's the final moment. That's the final moment there. There won't be, there won't be any other opportunity. And I, and I tell you that you must, you must make that choice while you are still alive on this earth. No one can make it for you. No one can make it for you. But I, I, I just want to leave you with this. Folks, why not? Why not give your life to the Lord? Why not follow the Lord? Follow the Lord with it. He loved us so much. He loved us so much that he gave his life. He gave his life for each and every one of us. He gave, us, he gave his life so I didn't have to give mine. And, there, and you know what? And you know what? He was the only one that could do what he did. He was the only way, one that could give it in the way that he gave it, so that it would cover the sins of everybody. So that it would cover everybody's sins. But you know, the grave did not hold him. The grave did not hold him. He is alive today, sitting at the right hand of the Father, still interceding for us, still praying for us. And praise God for the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit that lives within each one of us and that and that gives us the same power that Peter had, the same power when they said, by what power, by what power, and Peter filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the power, that power rests within each of us. And my question is, how are you using your platform? How are you using your platform that the Lord has given you? And beware. Because you never know who's listening. You never know who's going to hear the next time you share. And whether they lay hands on you to pray over you, or they lay hands on you to arrest you. All for the glory of God. All for the glory of God. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your resurrection. Lord, we just want to give you the glory and the praise. And Lord, um, and Lord, you overcame sin. You overcame death. You overcame the grave. You overcame those things that had never been overcome before. Even though Lazarus was raised from the dead, even though others were raised from the dead, there were even some that came to life at your crucifixion. But Lord, but Lord, we know that you, that you are the resurrected Lord. 
You are the resurrection and the life. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And Lord, I lift up each person in this place right now. I lift up each one, whether they whether they know you or they don't know you. If they don't know you, then, Father, that they not rest until they get it right. And, Lord, I pray that they would run to you. I pray that they would seek out someone that could share with them the truth of the gospel. And, Lord, that you, would, that you have promised us that you would save us, Father, if we will cry out in the name of the Lord. Lord, if we will confess our sin, if we will turn from our sin... And, and, Lord, give our lives to you. So, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your word again. We love you. We praise you. Your most precious and holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.